At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn. I'll kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. On today's show, you better put some respect on the name of the Atlanta Hawks. This is no longer a fluke. And apparently, the trade they did a couple of years ago wasn't so bad after all. We'll get into all that stuff as well. Albert Breer comes by to talk a little bit of NFL from the MMQB. We've also got a hacking situation in the world of sports and a terrible, terrible excuse. A quarterback contract extension could get done headliner lie is back and could the nfl combine be on the move we will break down the best and worst destinations all of that outkick the coverage next year jonas knox brady quinn fox sports radio outkick the coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m eastern 3 to 6 a.m pacific on fox sports radio find your local station for outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. On this fine Thursday, some would call it a thirsty Thursday in college bars around the country. Ladies and gentlemen, Brady Quinn. 
Yeah, that that would be the case if uh, school's actually in session. Um, well, listen, it's, you know. uh, it's the summertime, Jonas, so uh, I'm not sure really what you're trying to get at there. Really what we have is we still have Thirsty Thursday around most bars in the country for college students, but not actually at their colleges. But I, yeah, I understand what you're trying to do. Bring your I, ID. I you bring your ID, and then you get in, you get some sort of a discount. Like, isn't that a thing that happens? I'm pretty sure that's a thing that I, I mean, you're, you don't really get it. You don't play the game, man. You never played that, uh, that you know, go to well, college. Well, I, I would, I would say this. Um, usually, you don't even say to bring an ID. You just say this specific night. We know what we're going for more volume than we necess- necessarily are as far as the quality of what we're bringing in. So it's dollar pitchers night, whatever right. you want to call it. Um, your beer is probably cut if it started out as being uh, 5% alcohol per volume. Oh, 100%. We've probably cut it down to about 3.0 like back in the old days. Uh, some of the older folks will remember oh, that when yeah. you were 18 and you could drink alcohol, but it was like 3.0 or whatever it was. Yeah. That's, uh, that's more of what I think is happening today here on Thursday Thursday. See, I went to uh, a couple of years ago uh, before I think it was might have been the week before the Super Bowl in Atlanta, um, because I remember uh, we actually saw you there. I I saw you. You were working, uh, doing another show. Uh, But uh, I saw you there. And, uh, you know, that turned into that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Swing and a drive. Uh, so anyway, so we were uh, I, we were it before we went to Atlanta. I had my buddy scheduled a his bachelor party in Cancun, and it was awful. I mean, the, just the weather was terrible. Uh, you know, I, I had a, I had a buddy who had a mishap in the hotel room, and that was completely one hundred percent the hotel's fault. Don't want to get into all that because I don't know if there's a still mishap a, in the hotel room. Some legal issues might be attached to it. So oh, we'll go ahead and, okay. We'll, we'll, I thought we'll, you yeah, meant we'll like the that. toilet or something. No, 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 one hundred percent their fault. Um, negligence, I would say on their on their end. But the point being, for whatever reason, somebody who was booking it decided it would be a great idea to make it all inclusive. And so you're at this. I I don't know if you got a resort or, yeah. or whatever you yeah i could tell with the first beer all right something's up like i was like this is not and they tried to so, say oh it's a, it's this certain kind of beer and i'm like uh i feel more hydrated than drunk and that should never be the case when you're having a beer and it was so <laughs> obvious it was so obvious that they had done something to the beers because it's a resort they knew they were just going to hand them out like you said in mass quantity and so they just cut the alcohol in half and nobody could get hammered like you no. could not get drunk whenever you went down to the hotel bar to try and get after it a little except bit. for those people who still like to count how many drinks they have and then they act like they are just because they've had 10 drinks even though they don't realize they're drinking water the entire yeah, time it's a bummer. um but you know who else is thirsty right now oh yeah who's that probably milwaukee bucks fans oh uh, yeah a- after witnessing what they watched last night I-, I would say the majority of the game i felt like the bucks were in control and then it just they could, i mean it was an unbelievable performance by trey young uh which i think he's a separate conversation of like where is he ranked because i know coming into the league everyone compared him to steph curry I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he's as good as a shooter. I do think he might be a better scorer, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah. And I do, I, I, I do think he's harder to, to guard. And I think the way he's able to penetrate, and when you see him go up and he's either shooting a floater or it's a lob, it, it's hard to distinguish between the two. He, it just seems like he's able to do those things maybe a little bit more so than Steph, but also they, they've got a bit, a bit of a different team and makeup. But bottom line is uh, the Hawks win game one. 
Bucks fans got to be thirsty right now. Well, listen, here's at some point, this is no longer a fluke with the Atlanta Hawks. At some point, you can't just say, well, it's a cute story and all. Dude, they're six and two on the road in the postseason, yeah. like straight up. This isn't against the spread. This isn't let's feel good about it because our team's bad, but at least we're covering the spread type of situation. They're six and two straight up on the road. And it feels like, and, and call me crazy because I thought the same thing, especially late in the series against Philadelphia. When the game gets tight and it's late, Atlanta just looks so much more comfortable than everybody else. Like, they yeah. look so much more comfortable than, than Milwaukee did last night. They looked more comfortable than Philadelphia did late in those games. They just feel like that's their element, and they're good with it. And the, if, if we're going to credit the NBA playoffs for saying this, the best team usually always wins. Yeah, injuries play a, play a role you know, from time to time. But ultimately, because you've got to beat a team four times in a seven-game series, the best team always wins. It's not a one-off scenario like the NCAA tournament. Well, Atlanta's now got a one nothing lead in another seven-game series. At some point or another, we're just going to have to come to terms with the fact that they might be the best team in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I know nobody wants to say that because we, we fell in love with Brooklyn, and then we thought, okay, well, now that Milwaukee's gotten over the hump, they're going to roll through this. But at some point... The reality is Atlanta might be the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. And, and, and if they get to the finals, I'm all in, man. I think they're a fun team to watch. And I think Trey Young and whatever happened to, to him in Madison Square Garden when the fans started getting on him just sent him into another stratosphere when it came to being a superstar. But Atlanta's been fantastic and a lot of fun to watch. No, he was truly special last night. I mean, 48 points, uh, 11 assists, nice little double-double there in the playoffs. He, he just has that knack. And, and I think there's, there's certain players who turn up for that moment and, and understand the pressure of that moment and enjoy that moment. And there's, there's other players who don't. And that became a little bit apparent with the Bucks. But I think you're going to view this game. We always talk about you know, these, these playoff games, especially crucial games. They're going to be viewed in one of two ways. You know, and I'm not saying the Bucks choked. But, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he, he did his part. Drew Holiday, he did his part. Chris Middleton had an off night. You know, Pat Connaughton, wide open, wide open for oh, a three. And he's my Notre Dame go. guy. I love him. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't even hit iron. Those, those sorts of, you know, that lack of, of complimentary play to the superstars. Because the superstars, by and large, if they've been healthy, you know, they've been showing up for some of these games. It's really been about the complimentary pieces in my mind. And I just think the Hawks have been a better example, at least they were last night, of other guys stepping up when they needed to, whether it's Herta or Capella or um, you know John Collins. I mean, all those guys continued to step up and pitch in when they needed to, and especially in clutch moments. When- and, and it seems like it just hasn't been there for the Bucks. Um, for whatever reason, at least last night and early on in series, even though obviously um, you know they've, they've still been able to make it to this point. When you see Pat Connaughton miss that shot as as badly as he did, that hurts a little bit, doesn't it? You, t- you take it you take okay. So- I, I think any time I see a Notre Dame guy do anything, and, and and I put myself in this, like that's one of the reasons why, not that you felt pressure, but you wanted to do well because you felt like you were carrying all of Notre Dame Nation. You felt yeah. like you were carrying the entire fan base on your back. Because you know how polarizing it is to be a Notre Dame fan or an alum, one way or another, that people immediately love you or hate you. And you knew you were carrying that because they're rooting for you. They're pulling for you. And so no different than watching Pat Connaughton in that moment who, look, he had a bad night, bottom line. Didn't hit a three. Uh, I think he only made one basket in the field. 
but didn't, didn't have a great shooting night. And, and that's where, you know, look, if you're playing the odds of this, the Bucks have to figure out a way of coming around. At, at what point, though, uh, do you start looking at Mike Boldenhuser and, and saying, all right, I mean, every single series I feel like we're questioning why this team isn't able to excel. Boudin you know, halftime again, you know, if you're watching on TNT, you hear Shaq and Kenny and Chuck, and they talk about it. They had a lead, but it's like it should be more. It's, it's almost like it's never enough. They can never really put a team away. And I don't know if that's more of a credit to the Hawks uh, or even the Nets, um, even though they didn't have their superstars, or if it's more of an issue now of the Bucks as we see them play more and more and deeper into the postseason, if this is more of a schematic issue, if this is more of a coaching issue. Well, well let's be – I mean, Budenholzer's only there next year possibly because they've advanced to the East. Like, okay – what 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 keeps his job? Because this has been a conversation for a long time. And how much longer are they going to go with Budenholzer uh, in Milwaukee? How much longer are they going to continue to try and roll through this? Like it's either like I would not be surprised if they got past this round and lost in the finals if they still made a switch at coach. Honestly, because I, I don't know that you come away from this postseason and go, we're totally sold on this guy, even if he wins the Eastern Conference. Because let's be truthful about it. Not exactly the most difficult road to get there. And, and, and we can – I'm not trying to dismiss Milwaukee completely here, but, but if we're going to be fair about this, let's be fair about it. What percentage of James Harden was James Harden the final two games of that, of that series in Brooklyn? 70% maybe. Uh, Maybe like I, I I would I don't even know if I'd give it that much. So if we're gonna if we're gonna t- tell the truth here about what we see with Milwaukee, yes they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes they've got home court, and there's a lot of people, Charles Barkley included, that just assumed they were gonna roll through Atlanta in Game One and everything was gonna be fine, and and they were gonna go on and win this series. And Charles even says they're gonna win the finals, which I don't right. know how you're that confident after seeing Phoenix well, and what they've done. I was just gonna say, there's no way you can feel that confident about saying I, that. Yeah, I agree. When you got the Phoenix Suns, and I, and here's the thing is again jj watt of all people he's as concerned as, as they come because <laughs> yeah, he's gonna absolutely. have to make that decision we keep talking about is the split jersey is it the bucks his hometown team kind of not a hometown team but at least you know team in, in the state that he grew up uh, or is it the phoenix suns you know the team he's at now or does he, does he just go shirtless like which i i think there's a good chance someone talks him into going shirtless yeah um, I would go well, see there's a lot of different ways that you can go with this because if you wanted to go like one of those fake tattoos um, if you're going to do the sun's tattoo you got to do it on like the peck or the shoulder you know I, f- I feel like that's where that's got to be done it, it so would look better do, on, on one of those two yeah, body parts yes. but if you're going to do the entire Milwaukee buck head it's got to be on his back because I feel or like chest there's, there's, I think a chest would be an interesting spot for that yeah, too though that is you know? a good point because Brock Lesnar has that that giant dagger on his chest and it really yeah. actually brings out his packs and, and creates a shadowing effect and you know this because you've been on the cover of muscle and fitness it's all about the shadows right it's not really about whether or not you're actually well, that and, and the baby oil you need a lot of baby oil yeah. you need to make sure you've got some sort of uh, a set of weights next to you yes so you're constantly staying vascular but no yeah. i'm with you i think anytime you walk up against a gigantic human being and he's got a huge <laughs> dagger that actually looks more like a sword like something yeah. that would be used in medieval times yes you're going to be coming away saying not sure i want to mess with that guy you no, I, I totally agree. You know, it's like uh, it's like those people at Notre Dame with cauliflower ear that may or may not have been listening to the show when we broke down a bowl game fight. You know, it's yeah, like, uh, yeah it's like you, you did not want to corner them in a bathroom <laughs> and, and try to be a tough guy, yeah. and not or not realizing that they might be a, a Greco-Roman <laughs> wrestling, you know, national all-star that uh, now just happens to be playing football. So. Ah, it's so funny. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. This is our kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next. 
Uh, he is our NFL insider. We are going to get the latest details as to what the season could be looking like. We've heard a lot of rumblings and rumors about you know how things are going to be changing and whatnot. We'll get to the bottom of that all for you next year. It's NFL Talk, NFL coverage right here. Outkick the coverage, Fox Sports Radio. This this is Outkick the coverage. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ten minutes from now here on FSR, if you've ever had a terrible excuse or a terrible lie to cover up a poor mistake that you made or a poor decision that you made... Somebody in the world of sports has topped you. Uh, this is an all-timer. Uh, I cannot wait to mock it and make fun of it and ridicule it alongside with Brady Quinn uh, coming up 10 minutes from now here on FSR. That's going to be so much fun. So Hold on. Hold on for a second. I, I think my Twitter account just got hacked. I'm going to have to uh, – whatever I tweeted a couple hours ago about any subject, uh, just disregard that, Jonas. I'm going to have to change oh, my Twitter password. Okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, this that's, is that's, just, that's that's concerning. It, that it's is. rich. It is rich. Yeah. Uh, but we right now are kind enough to join us here as he does each week here on Outkick. It is Albert Breer. Uh, you read him on the MMQB. Uh, he's covered the NFL for a long, long time. Albert Jonas and Brady, we thanks for hanging out with us here on a Thursday. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've got a bad story about my Twitter account being hacked, too. If you guys Google my name and Twitter hack, you'll see it was, um, I think it was five years ago now. Um, but it was me and, uh, and Frank Caliendo got hacked on the same day. And um, it's funny in retrospect, but it wasn't funny when it happened. And my second kid um, was about maybe 
I think 36 hours old. Oh my um, gosh. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the maternity ward of the hospital, oh, and geez. you know, like like my face is turning red, and nobody knows why I'm going into a cold sweat. But if you guys, if you guys Google it, you'll see it come up. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. I, I got to be honest yeah. with you, too, Albert. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think your account getting Twitter hacked is worse than Frank Caliendo because if Frank Caliendo's gets hacked and someone tells some bad jokes, people just right. chalk it up and say, hey, off week. You're all built on accountability, and, and that, that's where it becomes an issue. Like, if people start putting stuff oh. out there that's not true, or that, that could be a problem, man. That, that could be a big yeah. deal. Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be a huge deal. Fortunately enough, I mean, I guess when you guys see what it is, if you haven't seen it already, you'll see. But fortunately enough, it was so out there that it was pretty obvious it wasn't me. But um, you know, in those I few minutes while it was happening, like, and you see things going up on your Twitter account, and you have people texting you, like, "What the hell are you doing?" And you don't have the password to your own account. It is, I mean, it is a jarring, jarring experience. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I've been out with you at the combine now, bro. You're kind of a wild guy. So I, I know your, yeah. Twitter, your, your, your Twitter life may be different than how you actually well, are. Well, again, I'm just saying. Again, Brady, go ahead and uh, go ahead and Google that, and you'll see just how wild things can get. I okay. mean, uh, <laughs> look, uh, I, I'm just seeing the headline, and uh, you know, now I'm uh, you know very uh, very intrigued uh, by what was going on here. Uh, you know, but, uh, but again, you know, I, listen, I have a game. I'll just put it this way: I have a game on my uh, my weekend overnight show called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, where I give you a name and you have to tell me which it is. And um, you know, this is uh, you know, I, I just want to say you might be a candidate here based on this yeah. on this hacking. Uh, and what happened but uh we uh, we would transition uh, smoothly from all that uh, uncomfortable <laughs> conversation over to um Cole, so cole beasley you know continued on obviously late last week with some of the yep. you know, his thoughts against not getting vaccinated or whatnot and i know that you know i think it was tom pelissero had something yesterday in which you know the nfl pa tried to come out and i think you alluded to this to where the nfl pa is getting some heat you know why why don't you have our back in this you know if players aren't comfortable with it you know why not stand up for us a little bit yeah do you get the impression though that there are maybe more players that are on the side of cole beasley that maybe aren't in a spot to say something aren't in a position to, to speak out again about it that yeah. when cole came out and made those comments and doubled down on him that they kind of had his back privately and have, and have you heard from people about that yeah i mean i like i think it goes both ways which is sort of interesting you know like you guys know, like, if you go on Facebook, you see those, like, little graphics around people's avatars that says, like, I've been vaccinated, right? Like, yeah. how many how many people, how many NFL players have you seen that have those? Like, none, yeah. right? Like, like so even the, the guys who believe in it, who are the early adopters, they're not, they're not, like, you know, climbing up to the mountaintop either and saying anything in it. And, and Brady, you can probably relate to this. It's sort of... It feels like this is becoming like the sort of third rail issue in these locker rooms that would line up with people's money, people's religion, people's family, where you just don't touch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, like, I, you know, I, I can tell you this, like, just having talked to people at the league and people at the union, um, you know, they, they really kind of like describe it as four subcategories of players. And what's really interesting is it sort of breaks even, right? So it's like 25, 25, 25. Um, the first group's the early adopters. Those are the people who, I mean, didn't need to be told to get the vaccine. They were going to get it one way or the other. They believed in the science. They're going to go and do it. Um, you had a second group, which was young players that were just going to basically do whatever they were told. And one way or another, you tell me where to go, where to be, I'm going to do it. So that's half the league, right? 
Then you get to a third group, and the third group is the group that's really skeptical about it, but they're worried about their careers, and reluctantly, they're all going to eventually wind up doing it because they know how much harder the 2021 season is going to be um, You know, if they don't get it. And then the fourth group is this group of players just like Cole Beasley. They're just not going to do it, and is willing to take a stand and, 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 and go in the other direction, and almost the opposite of the early adopters. And so... Um, you know, in a lot of ways, I think it's, you know, it, it's sort of, you know, locker room, again, becoming like a reflection of America. Um, yeah, but what's, you know, interesting about it is exactly what you touched on, which is that this has sort of become the sort of third rail topic, again, that religion, that money, that family is in these locker rooms, which is you can have discussions on it, but you're not going to bring it up with somebody unsolicited. Right. And I would actually say fourth row. I think politics are the other ones that you just yeah. you, you leave out as much as possible. And then this has almost become politicized a little bit. I, I guess my surprise right. is how the NFLPA worked with the NFL to come out with these rules for non-vaccinated players. And based on the re- reaction of Cole Beasley and Joe Mixon and some of the others who at least spoke out publicly, it seemed like it caught him off guard. I mean, it's it's to my understanding that as much as the NFLPA wants to try to create a safe environment for all players, they also have to represent the five or ten percent that you know maybe feel like they're not going to partake in this. And I think that's one of the issues that I always had as a union guy, really not being one, is I don't want to have to create rules that has to protect the five or ten percent who can't protect themselves. Like I'm all for accountability and responsibility, and I think in this case, they're essentially not doing that, which is. A, a different than what they normally right. would do, creating most policy. And I guess what you're what you're pointing to, Brady is like, well, you know, you stuck up for Aaron Hernandez um, when the Patriots There's were going after his bonus money. Right? Yeah, you were you, you stuck up for Ray Rice, you know, and you know, like there there are a ton of examples of that. Like, and that's you know, and they've always said that that's their function. You know, is that their job is to you know defend all players you know almost regardless of what the what the offense is and um yeah you know i i think one of the biggest problems here brady is the messaging um and i think if the messaging was better um towards the players they may have averted some of this because you know my understanding is over the last couple of months the um, negotiation here was basically zero on unvaccinated players and the point that was made inside those rooms was the pandemic's not over, um, and until COVID's completely contained, we can't take the risk. We can't put our money on the line and risk having you know it spreading in our locker rooms because you know that could cost us games, that could take money off the table, all that different stuff. And so, basically, inside the room, what they were saying was, we're not going to negotiate for unvaccinated players. We're going to leave the 2020 protocols in place until things change. Like until like the, the the pandemic's fully eradicated, so then they moved and they said, okay, how can we create incentives for for other players to get vaccinated? And that's how they came up with the new rules for vaccinated players. Now, unfortunately, the way this thing was presented and the way it got out was, well, you know, here are two separate different here here are two different sets of rules for two different classes of players. Instead of saying, well, you know, we didn't really change anything for unvaccinated guys. We're just incentivizing guys getting vaccinated. And I don't know that that would have made any difference at all. Um, but, you know, I do think that the messaging was a little screwed up from the beginning where if they gotten that out a little bit earlier, 
and positioned it that way, maybe it would have at least softened the blow with some of the players. I guess my biggest issue is I just don't like the fact that you need to incentivize any, anyone to put something into their body. And whether or not they understand the science behind it and think it's best for them, mm-hmm. this is such an individual choice. And so I think that's the first thing that kind of bothers me about it. And the other thing is, look, look at the NBA right now. CP3 yeah. is, was vaccinated. He just had to miss how many games in the NBA playoffs. And so acting like getting vaccinated is going to solve all your issues, apparently it hasn't in the NBA. So why does the NFL think it's going to solve all their issues in regards to COVID? I think, you know, I mean, I'm, my feeling on it is that they just feel like they're, they're giving themselves a better chance. And, and that, like, what happened last year, everybody got through it. It was a really difficult season, you know, no question about it for everyone involved. Um, but to give themselves the best chance and to not have situations like happen, you know, in the Denver quarterback room or the New Orleans running back room, to avoid that, um, the best thing they could do is get as many players vaccinated as they possibly can. And, Brady, you know this as well as I do. You know, their motivation is to protect the bottom line. They're going to protect their wallets at, at all costs, especially after what they went through last year. And I don't think it's any mistake that we're starting to see some of the initiatives um, you know, that um, had been on the table and were probably five- and ten-year projects getting fast-tracked now, right? Like, you look at, like, the combine being moved around. You look at going to Germany in 2022. All this stuff is being fast-tracked because they're trying to recover the revenue they lost last year. And, you know, I just think that every owner has in his head right now, I need full stadiums in the fall. I need a regular year revenue-wise. And the best way for that, they, they feel like the best way to do that is to make sure that the games is, are the games are as normal as they possibly can make them, and um, you know, in negotiating these things with the union, of course, like I think that the best way for them to do that is to get as many players vaccinated as possible. It won't stop the spread completely, but it'll make it a lot less than it was last year. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio from the MMQB. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn. This is Outkick the Coverage here on FSR. And this is probably a terrible question, but since you brought it up, I'm just curious because you mentioned, you know, fast-tracking games in Germany, you know, fast-tracking some of the other things because they're trying to recoup, recoup the revenue they lost last year. Do you have – is there a ballpark figure on how much money – the league lost last year because of COVID and, and no fans in stadiums and all the other things that went into it. Like, have you heard a number that was, that has been thrown out there by anybody? Well, I wish, I wish I had a, a real solid number for you guys, but if you want to look at like how much salary cap drops, um, I think that was about, it was like close to 10%. So, um, and then, you know, they're borrowing against future years. So it's at least a few billion. Um, now that sounds huge, of course, but that sounds huge, of course. I mean, it's a $14 billion business annually. They just signed new television deals. So they'll be able to make it up in time. And I think assume that the business is going to keep growing, but they lost a lot of money. I mean, I, I, and I had the number, and I wish I still had it, but I, I had the number, um, you know, it, it was something like you know three hundred million per team lose, but in, in, in lost revenue um, for for each team that had an empty stadium. Now, not all the teams had empty stadiums all year, but it is a massive, massive number. Um, and they uh, they did everything they could to try to recoup as much as it um, as much of it as they could. 
Um, but there's no question that the revenue wasn't quite the same as it had been in years past. I mean, are yeah, there, which are which teams? And I'm were, sorry, I'm sorry. I, th- I think it, I think it was around a hundred billion. If, if you had an empty stadium, or a hundred million, if you had an empty stadium, because I think the total number, if every stadium had been empty all year, the total number would have been three billion. I, I, I feel so bad billion. for these billionaires too. By the way, I just feel so I know, bad. For I know. Losing all, all, you know. I feel bad for these billionaires I mean, not losing knowing, this money. Not, yeah, oh. not knowing where your next meal is going to come hey, from. Uh, right, unbelievable. Brady? Unbelievable. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. I don't care how much money you got in your back pocket you ever step barefoot on a lego that bastard hurts okay oh. so listen you know like like i, I, oh, I yeah. do feel Th- bad those are the same him. thing that is an yeah. apples to apples comparison Damn that's, right a, that's a tremendous well, hey, hey, brady, brady brady if you don't brady if, if, if you have to cut back and only have like four maids in the house instead of three then maybe that lego does maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe that lego yeah. doesn't get picked up and that's why you stepped on it i, I got a news flash oh, for people that, that's just a down day in the stock market for some of these guys okay <laughs> stock market has a, a, a two or three yep. percent correction I, guess what that's that's yep. what they're losing in one day let alone an entire season i, I, so. I do wonder this though were there certain teams that were affected more than others like were there certain teams that were really hampered by what happened obviously you know these guys are all mm-hmm. are wealthy and they'll make it back as you pointed out but were there a couple of teams that really suffered more than other teams in the league yeah i, I mean i would point you know immediately to the three teams that went to new stadiums that were really sort of budgeting and building towards having a huge windfall going into those stadiums and that's obviously the two teams in la and the raiders um and i think the raiders you know part of Part of their, um, you know, their off season where you know they cut half their offensive line and 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 you know did a bunch of budget tightening things. Um, you know, part of it was the salary cap, but there was a part of it that was cash too. Um, you know, and I think the Raiders had some restrictions on what they could spend, and I think that that sort of was felt across the league too. Um, you know, I think the Chargers had some some uh, restrictions on what they could spend. Um, you know, and I, I, like if you if you look team to team. Um, I think everyone sort of had a limit on how far they could go from a cash standpoint, and some contracts and the way that they were, you know, structured with players reflected that. And I actually think that that spilled over into the Julio thing too. And a lot of people were asking why more teams weren't interested. Well, um, you know, the salary cap was tighter this year, um, but we're also at a juncture in the off season. Um, where, you know, I think a lot of teams, you know, that might have been interested otherwise were at their budget and couldn't justify spending another $15 million on a player. And so I think that stuff was sort of felt across the NFL. And, um, and yeah, I think the teams that were in new stadiums, you know, they felt it. Teams that are in older stadiums that are a little bit more reliant, um, you know, like your Buffaloes that are a little bit more reliant on gate revenue, um, those teams, I think, ha- had issues. Um, you know, so again, like I, I'm with Brady on this. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't feel any need to, to, to hold a bake sale for these people. But um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but 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 I do, but I do, but I do think that it did have like some sort. It did have some level of effect on the way teams were put together this offseason. Hey, Albert, we're up against the break, so i got to ask you this quickly. Um, the Combine, it sounds like in 2023 yeah. it's not going to be bid. Uh, just take me through the NFL's thought process there, given that it's – I feel like it's, it's been in what – in Indy since is it the late 80s, early 90s, and Indy does a great job yeah. with doing it. What's the thought process behind that? Well, the thought process is just to make money. <laughs> you don't have teams to have cities. <laughs> I mean, like, let's, let's call it what it is. Um, you know, and, like, having, you know, I think not only having cities bid on it, will that not only will that have, like, a you know financial windfall for the league, but it'll also create competition and making the event bigger and better and all of that. I will say this, you know, and, and Brady, again, you know this because you went through it, 
the most important stuff at the combines is stuff that no one sees. Right. Um, and so part of that's the interviews, and you can do that wherever. Like, that doesn't really matter. They can make that work. The medical, though, is the one thing that I know a lot of the football ops people and the coaches are really nervous about because Indy's done that for so long. They have it broken down to a science, and it's not easy to put, what is it, 300-some-odd players, um, 330, 340 players through physicals on a four-day, in, in, in a four-day window. And so, you know, between, you know, the, the hospitals in Indianapolis and the combine people, they've got that thing wound so tight that they're able to put every single guy through every single thing that they need to put them through medically to get the answers that they need. And I think that there are, there's, there's a level of concern out there in the NFL that if they try to just kind of pick that part of it up, the medical part of it up, and move it somewhere else, it could wind up being a total bleep show because Indianapolis has 35 whatever years of experience doing this. Just giving it to another city, it might not run as smoothly because it's a very, very difficult thing to pull off. Uh, get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, always good stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks for getting up early and hanging out with us here on a Thursday, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Albert. All right. Thanks, Jonas. Thanks, Brady. This is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Top of next hour, we'll call it 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We could have ourselves a quarterback contract extension done in the very near future. So we will get to that here coming up 15 minutes from now uh, on FSR. At least that's the rumor. Bring out the money guns. Bring out the bags. Bring the bag man out. This guy's getting paid. I mean, do you just the idea of signing a million dollar contract? What's that like? Like you know, like like take take, this. This contract's going to be nine figures. Um, Well, first off, I, I would say this: for me, it was never about like the money of it. It was about the dream coming true of of going to the NFL. Like it, it, it literally blows your mind when you think about all the hard work, all the things that you know you were able to. Uh, sacrifice but do all the people that were involved like that's more what hit you now when you sign the contract um it's it's you know more money more money more problems man there's there's going to be more things that come along with it there's going to be more people that you uh you didn't realize were your uncle that are now your uncle um, (laughs) or people who've got this brilliant um brilliant business idea uh that they want to share with you and they want you to invest just a few you know thousands of dollars or whatever the case may be so it's uh you know with that comes a responsibility you know i always feel like not to get on a serious subject but you know, when you make that sort of contract at 21, 22 years old, you're kind of moving up on, on top of your entire family's hierarchy because you now are the most financially solvent. Like, you're the person that they're all going to come to for any financial needs. And not a lot of people at 21, 22, 23 can withstand that. Or in this case, 25, 26 years old, um, you know, getting a second contract in the, in, in the NFL. Not many people understand what that's like and and even understand how to handle that at that age so it's uh, as as awesome as it is there's also a daunting task that comes along with it but you're talking about generational wealth like grandkids who really don't know their grandfather that well and and he's still providing for them type money well, listen, it's exactly why I chose to be a, a busboy at TGI Fridays when I was like 19, yeah. 20 years old, because what I didn't would want be that worse? responsibility. Well, I was a busboy at the Bogey Inn, and, and I always tell people, by the way, uh, having a terrible job when you're young is the best thing you can do. 100%. Because it motivates you to never do it ever again. And I feel like young people nowadays don't ever get like that crappy job at 14, 15, 16. Like I, I've been helping out some quarterbacks at a local high school and this receiver kind of came up and he's like, um, thinking about getting a job. And he's like, but I want to get like a crappy job. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you want to, because I was like, then when you come out yeah. here at football practice and you're tired and you want to throw up and you've got to do a few more sprints, I was like, you're going to smell that washroom because anyone who, who has ever bust tables in a restaurant yep. knows what it smells like when you take the dishes back to that washer. It's a unique smell. It's one you'll never forget the rest of your life. Yep. And in that moment, you'll be like, I don't want to smell those dishes ever again. Yeah, no. I, I listen. It's it's the best thing you could possibly do, uh, you know. And and you, I think you really learn to discover yourself in moments like that. By the way, speaking of which, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right. Can we get a round of applause for that? What a transition, by the way. uh, Look, it's uh, (laughs) a... That was unbelievable. I mean, uh, look... 
Um, oh, I got goosebumps. I mean, so it was, the, uh, that, was, that was unbelievable. Yeah, so the uh, Boston Celtics, Brady Quinn, uh, they hired or, or about to hire. I don't know if it's made official yet, but uh, Ime Udoka, uh, Udoka of the uh, Brooklyn Nets. He's been a longtime assistant, played in the NBA, had a cup of coffee, uh, was with San Antonio for a while, but he's going to be their next head coach. And um, Jay Williams um, of uh, ESPN uh, went on to celebrate the Boston Celtics for hiring. This was on Twitter, their first black head coach. And um, then a phone rang in the background and it was uh, actually uh, several phones and it was uh, uh, Bill Russell, Doc Rivers, ML Carr, Tom Sanders, and Casey Jones who all wanted a word with Jay Williams. Now, uh, it's one thing if like, you know, they've had one other black coach um, or maybe two, but when you've had, (laughs) listen, when you've had five, it's a glaring, glaring mistake that was made and you got a couple of different things you can do you can either own it and just say you know what brain fart i screwed up i didn't actually think about that aspect of it or, or the history of the boston celtics my fault i'll think first before i tweet or you could do what jay williams did and just say you got hacked uh which yeah. is <laughs> because you know because you know jay williams is pu- is public enemy number one because if, if i want to hack somebody's twitter account the first guy i'm going to is jay williams over a hot take on the celtics head coaching higher i mean that's you know right. that's that public yeah. enemy never won on twitter he's a top 10 on some people's list uh here's here's the issue okay can i give you a uh my account just got hacked 101 way of handling this can, yes, can i please. go through a list of things yes. you need to do yes okay the, the first mistake for jay williams was you know he was able to get back into the account relatively fast um, usually this thing takes a little bit of time. You'll probably have to contact Twitter. They kind of suspend the account or they'll figure out how, how through their back office essentially to be able to get you access. So when you come back out with your tweet to tell people that you got hacked, you got to be careful about how fast it is afterwards if you're trying to claim my account got hacked, okay? So give it a few hours. I think he maybe gave it a little over an hour, maybe two at most. (laughs) The next thing is you need a stream of incoherent tweets, and they have to essentially use something along the lines of porn or be promoting something, okay? Like we just talked to Albert Breer, whose account got hacked. If you go back and look at that from five years ago, it's essentially all these advertisements for porn. So you've got to be able to play off the fact that, yeah, like I was out of my mind or it wasn't me at all, that no one would would believe that I would say these things publicly and then start advertising for something, whether it's porn or something else, but it's usually porn. So that's the next step. And then finally, you know, when you do come back, um, you you probably want to figure out a way of just changing the subject altogether. And instead of just denying it and saying, oh, that wasn't you know, me, it was someone else, because it's not really going to be believable, right? Like yeah. it, it's, it's a little less believable when that's the case. Just own your mistake. You know, it happened to me several years ago. Uh, you know, my wife tried Did to be really? nice about it. Well, my wife, girlfriend at the time, tried to be nice about it and say, no, I think you were just sweating. And I just said, you know what? This is my moment to not be Jay Williams. No, babe, I wet the bed in my 30s. Okay, 30 plus years old and I wet your bed. This is no sweat situation. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.